All right, what's happening? What is going on? Let's get to it. Let's get to some numbers. It's a recap uh, Monday, and uh, it's the first Monday of the month. So we're going over all the numbers from this year, this month, and for the show. So let's get to it. Last week, we were 4-3 and three overall. Uh, I think I have those in front of me here. We were 2-0 and oh midweek, and then we won on Saturday with Texas. We lost with Baltimore and Cincy. And then on Sunday, we won on the over Tampa Bay Seattle, lost with the New York Red Bulls. So overall, last week, 4-3. and three. Uh, the week before that, we were six and five. Week before that, two and four, and the week before that, one and four. So June overall, thirteen and sixteen, down about three units, two point nine five units on the month. So, you know, it hasn't been a good couple months. June and May put together, we were twenty four and thirty two, and we lost about eight units those couple of months. Before that, we were up over nine and a half units. So for the year, we are up just 1.65 units in 2023 so far, but I expect a strong finish to the year, just like we had a strong start. Middle of the year has not been good. So overall, 2023, 96 and 85. Total show record, 286 wins, 234 losses and 18 ties. That's good for an even 55% with a break even of 53.22. So show numbers, uh, we are up on the show. Total, total uh, units, 21.5 units, just about. It's a little over that, but just about 21 and a half units on the show. Really not bad for such low volume, but it has not been a good May and June. 11 and 16 in May, 13 and 16 in June. So hopefully we turn that around here in July, but uh, overall this year, 96 and 85 with a 52.78 break-even percentage. So not too bad for the show. Uh, total numbers, like I said, we're approaching that. 600 mark, but uh, 286, 234, and 18. All right, so let's get to uh, some other stuff, some college football. I have some rankings here to get to. I've I've been doing a ton of uh, college football prep, NFL prep, getting ready for football, and I have my top 10 here. Let me pull it up. All right, where are these rankings? Here they are. All right, so these are my top 10 rankings, and I'll give some power rankings too with it, like what, what they would be on a neutral field. Uh, number one, college football power rankings. Number one, Georgia. Uh, I mean, look, Georgia, Alabama, I'm not going to go into too much detail. We know they're loaded. Every position, you know, what is there to be said? So Georgia, number one, 30.1. So what that means is if they played the average team ranked, you know, like 65th or so in the power rankings, they would be 30-point favorites, about 30.1-point favorites on a neutral field. So Georgia, 30.1 is my number one overall team. Number two, Alabama, 28.5. And uh, so that's kind of like the first tier, Georgia one, Bama two. And then the second tier is Michigan third at uh, 26.2 and then Ohio State number four at 25.7. Now, here's the thing. Michigan has won last couple of years. And a lot of people would argue that Michigan's kind of taken over in the Big Ten as that dominant team. But these power rankings don't just take into account you know, the narrative and in the last couple of years, it's everything. It's history. It's all these coaches. It's the recruits. It's, it's last year's stats. It's, it's perspective things. So look, Ohio State gets a lot of credit in these rankings. Like other teams we're going to talk about, it's just natural that if if you're always that consistent, that good, Ohio State's going to be put up there in the, in the computer rankings. So they're slightly, slightly behind Michigan at number four. So tier one, Georgia one, Bama two, Tier two would be Michigan three, Ohio State four. And then we have a third tier here with another two teams. Now, most years, this is where you get the cluster. I think there's another two-team bracket here before we get a cluster of teams who are together. So 
I have number five, LSU, at a 22.9. And then I have number six, USC, at 19.7. And then then there's a bit of a drop-off after that. So um, I think LSU is... I mean, look, we all know that they're loaded. They've got a lot of talent. Brian Kelly finally in his second season. Coaching staff consistency. I, I expect big things from them. They have a huge game coming up week one against Florida State, at, uh, sort of on the road. It's, I think it's in Camping World Stadium. It's not at Doe Campbell, but um, I think LSU deserves to be in this conversation of one of the better teams in the country. Now, again, I have them in the third tier, and the reason is, look at the, the rankings. Georgia, 30.1. Bama, 28.5, right? That's kind of... You know, they would be, what, one and a half point dogs, Alabama would on a neutral. So that's that's together. Then Michigan, Ohio State, 26.2, 25.7. They're kind of clustered together. LSU, USC, you drop down about two and a half points, three points for LSU, right? LSU is a 22.9. So I have them a little bit behind Ohio State on a neutral. I think Ohio State would be the clear favorite. And then USC, I'm going to put them in this, 19.7. You could maybe make it a 20 right there within the, that kind of range of LSU. So uh, USC also, they've got a lot of players coming back. Offense should be very, very elite. The, the question is defense, right? I don't know if they've made the adjustments defensively to to consider them to be one of these elite teams, but the computer does like what they've done, and obviously Lincoln Riley. So uh, USC, number six at 19.7. Okay, now we get to our clusters. 7, 8, 9, 10. All these teams are within 0.3. Okay, so 0.3. So 16.6 is my ranking for number 7. And 16.3 is my ranking for number 10. So obviously these teams are all all very very close together. Uh, Number 7, I have Clemson. Uh, 16.6. And again, the computer really likes Clemson based on history, Dabo. I will say, recruiting has been pretty good with Clemson too. And the narrative around Clemson has been that they've fallen off. And maybe they haven't been as dominant as, as they have been in the past. And I'll agree that maybe they aren't as dominant as they once were. But look at last year. I mean, they completely flew under the radar. People sold their stock. Clemson still went 11-3. and three. <laughs> Okay, so it's not like there's, you know, an eight-win team all of a sudden. They're very, very good. It all, to me, comes down to their quarterback, Cade Klubnik. Can he have a good full season? Last year, he didn't get that much playing time. He threw 100 passes last year. Completed 61 for two touchdowns, three picks. But look who he played against. Tennessee, North Carolina, Miami, Louisville, and Notre Dame. I mean, I think he's going to be ready based on his experience and what they're doing around him this year. They've got 15 returning starters. They've got Notre Dame and Florida State at home. So I think Clemson has a chance to kind of be back to that dominant Clemson team that we saw a couple years ago. And they do have a chance to win the ACC this year. So I've got Clemson number seven at a 16.6 ranking. Number eight in the country, I've got Utah. The Utah Utes in the Pac-12 at a 16.4. They're bringing a lot of talent back. I mean, up and down the board, offensive line, defensive line, coaching staff. You talk about consistency and reliability. This this team is good. They are very good. I know not a lot of people want to give the Pac-12 their credit, but Utah is is maybe in the conversation for being in the in this cost of being an elite team. Now, the question is, can they replace Dalton Kincaid, who had 70 catches last year? And I think a lot of people, if you say no, you're overlooking uh, Brant Keithy. Brant Keithy's been playing for years now for Utah. As a matter of fact, you look at his how he's done in the offense. He has led this offense in total yards, total reception yards, two of the, uh, two of the four years he's played. 
The third year, he was second. And then last year, you know, he had some injury problems. And like we said, Dalton Kikei, you had so much action that Keith wasn't really needed. But he's going to be right back in that spot this year. Number one overall target, I believe, offensively. And Utah's going to be good. They open up, what, minus eight, minus nine, depending on where you are. It's it's uh, Utah's minus nine, up to minus nine and a half on like DraftKings, FanDuel, uh, potentially BetMGM. But in Vegas right now at the Circuit Sportsbook, they're minus eight. So you can get them anywhere right now on a range. Utah, though, is a very good team. I've got them number eight overall in the country. All right, uh, number nine. <laughs> Uh, again, these are computer rankings. I I would not have this team necessarily, I, I think, this high. But uh, Texas, I've got Texas number nine at a 16.3. And, you know, I know a lot of people right now are saying, you know, I, I get it. They haven't, com- you know, done what they should do. But the computer thinks they should be elite. And we all know they have talent. You look at Quinn Ewers, Xavier Worthy, Jordan Whittington. Like, they should have big seasons, all of them. Defense is loaded. O-line should be better. So it's all about can they navigate this difficult schedule? Can they win big games over and over? And I'm not so sure they can. They have what I right now project to be the number one toughest schedule in all the Big 12. So can they come out and win the conference? I'm not so sure. But right now, preseason, they're a good team. They're loaded. They, they should win a lot of big games. Texas number nine at 16.3. And then number 10, also 16.3. I think Texas would be like 16.38. And then number this number 10 team would be 16.35, uh, Penn State. So Penn State right behind Texas. And Penn State always seems to get love in my rankings. Um, I personally have major question marks about James Franklin. Again, kind of like Texas, winning big games consistently. That's what it's going to come down to for, ben, for Penn State. But they do rank highly in a lot of advanced stats. They've got eight returning starters, both offense and defense. And probably right now, going into the season, the number one secondary in the country. So they could be a dark horse if they play consistently in these big games like we talked about. But uh, Penn State, number nine, is 16.3. So those are my top 10. Number one, Georgia. Two, Bama. Three, Michigan. Four, Ohio State. Five, LSU. Six, USC. Seven, Clemson. Eight, Utah. Nine, Texas. Ten, Penn State. And... uh, yeah, that, that does it for today's show. We'll be back tomorrow with some picks, but overall today, records and uh, the top 10 for college football. Uh, good luck, whatever you have going on tonight. Hope you catch some winners. We'll talk to you tomorrow right here on Sports Betting Daily.